0: hello there friends and welcome back to another episode of football manager therapy i'm your host rich owens and joining me this morning are two of the best people in the entire world it's the fm team it's the united city fm it's jeberu um kev kev lesnar how are we this week, pal?
1: <laughs> what a spectacular thing that was, by the way. Credit to Jeff for that one. But um, thank you so much. I, I will never look better than that in my life, I don't think. So I'll happily take it. I'm good. Off the back of that, how could I possibly not be? It's been a fantastic week. All because of that, obviously. Yeah, good to see you. Good to be here. Let's uh, Let's do this.
0: Let's absolutely do this. Let's do the thing. Uh, take us down to Suplex City, please and thank you, Kev. Um, and Kev's advocate, it's Jeb Heyman. How are we this morning, pal?
2: Yeah, I'm not too bad. I was really tempted to buy like a, a big old school, like 90s, early 90s phone, get a pinstripe suit, put a baseball cap on, get the ponytail going fully and just go around <laughs> shouting at people randomly, you know. So I, think, I think that might might work quite well or just, just randomly just picking random big dudes off the street and going, right, now Now I'm your manager. That's it. We're doing this now. Go attack that guy. But I got over it quite quickly. It was fine. Luckily. Luckily for me.
0: It's for the best. It's for the best. Yeah, I think the general public, thank you. Um, large men walking around the streets of, uh, of you know, the East Midlands, thank you for your services and your good decision-making skills. Because um, I can't think of anything scarier. Uh, it would be terrifying, terrifying stuff. Sorry, I don't know it's okay. (laughs) He's back. Kev disappeared, but now he's back again. If you had come back shirtless with a giant (laughs) knuckle-daster knife tattoo on your chest, that would have been the most incredible segue ever. Um, It's it's wonderful to have you both here this morning. It's wonderful to have you both here this morning. Uh, It's been a busy week. It's been a very, very, very busy week uh, in terms of FFM, uh, what we've all been up to, uh, be it in our streams, be it in PVP. There has been a lot going on this week. So uh, we're looking forward to diving into diving into content uh, because that's what we like to do here at Football Manager Therapy. Um, I think we've all had some pretty incredible weeks in terms of what we've been doing uh, streaming wise. Um it's really, really weird that I've had some success, Jeb's had some success, but dwarfing both of our successes is what Kev's been up to this week. So so Kev,
1: how's how's that journey home going for you, pal? Oh, you've built it up way too much, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> this is going to be such a disappointment to you all. Um, can I just say, uh, just as a, a pullback on the curtains, um, or whatever the saying is, uh, for the podcast, we've spent the last half hour chatting before we went live, you and uh, the, the three of us. Uh, And of course, the minute we go live, of course, the sun comes out and of course, it wrecks my camera. It's been looking lovely for the last half hour. And now it's not. But there we go. It is what it is. For anybody on YouTube, you'll know. For any of the audio listeners, you're missing out. Come and check us out on YouTube. We all look lovely. Uh,
2: yeah, so when, yes. uh,
1: when your camera went
2: off just then, I was really tempted just to go, bong, yeah, just really <laughs> tempted. <laughs> it's the FM taker. Oh, no. Like... <laughs> and do, you
1: know, do you know why it went off? This is the weird thing. So uh, the, the sun came out. The whole thing went to white. I thought, okay, need to do something. I'm going to turn my light off. I'm not really focused on what I'm doing, turned the camera off instead of the light (laughs) and then switched it back on again because I'm a numpty. But anyway, there we go. It is what it is. Anyway, what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Football manager. Let's do that, shall we? Uh, So uh, I, I have had the last couple of weeks I've been doing the second season in Romania with Cluj. Um, having won in Ukraine, we're now in your, uh, Romania. First season, we finished second by one point, having taken over at the club halfway through the season in a bit of disarray. We turned it around, got to the end of it, one point behind. I thought, yep, good momentum. We can take this into the second season. I had a decent transfer window, I thought, added a couple of decent players, bolted the squad up I I looked through all of the different squads in Romania and thought whilst I think there's some good first teams around I think my squad is better and that's going to help me in the long run through the season so I was happy enough with that then we started playing and it didn't go great, to be honest. The first two months were really problematic. But I think it was mostly because every time we got any form of momentum in the league, I played a Europa League qualifying match, lost the first leg and had to come back from behind in the second leg. Did that twice. But because I lost those couple of games, it just impacted my start to the league, the morale went uh, down a little bit, I got a draw or a loss after a Europa League match, all that kind of stuff. Eventually, got knocked out of the Europa League qualifying, got put down into the Conference League qualifying for one round and came up against Villarreal, for goodness sake. And they beat me very comfortably twice. And again, that dented my league form. So after about a half dozen matches in the league, I was not doing well at all. uh, And the team didn't uh, have any morale, the momentum had gone through the floor, and we needed to reshape it. But now I'm out of Europe. And then it turned around. For the next couple of months, all of a sudden, I got a win. And then we went off on a bit of a run. Got ourselves back into a a reasonable place. But uh, FCSB at the top of the table, uh, won last season's league. And they were again at the top of the table. And at one point, they were 12 points clear of me. And in one stream, I took it from 12 points down to three points because they fell apart towards the back end of the season. The pressure began to to tell on them in the regular season. There is a uh, a league split at 30 games and the top six then continue on to play another 10 games each against each other to crown the champions. And leading into that champions playoff group, I was uh, a couple of points behind, I think. And then a couple of uh, games into that, I was a couple of points ahead and then I got to Friday's stream. We are uh, we are sitting here at lunchtime on Sunday. Last Friday, I did a three hour stream instead of two because I had eight games to play, wanted to get them all done in one go. So we did a longer stream and we played the eight remaining games. It didn't go very well. I lost a couple of really silly games against kind of the lesser teams in that top six. And then I beat the top side, FCSB. And so I thought maybe that's a possible. And I went from two points clear at the top of the table. And on the penultimate game, I could no longer win the league. And I finished in second. And my team just didn't show up for that half dozen games. They'd gone on such a brilliant run. That last sort of 10 games in the regular season when FCSB were falling, we were absolutely perfect. Won pretty much every game, got into a brilliant position and then just couldn't see it over the line. And I'm not totally sure why. I don't think my team were particularly not happy with big matches, for example. I think they're okay. I think we had the better team in a lot of ways, but I couldn't get them going. And so in the end, yep, we stay in Romania for a third season. Now, that doesn't impact what I can do, of course. If I win it in three seasons, I can still move forwards towards England. It's if I win it in more than three, I have to move sideways out of Romania and add even more countries to the list. So it's either Hungary if we succeed next season, or it's Serbia if we don't, and that adds more uh, more countries on. So I stay in Romania. The other problem is, I don't know what you guys feel about this. I I haven't been very good at this aspect of football manager for a little while, I think, on my streams specifically, because when I'm playing on my own stuff, it never impacts me. I think I get very blasé earlier in this season thinking, I've got this one in the bag. I think I'm going to be okay. And I don't, at that point, start to plan for this team for next season. And some of them are leaving me, guys. Some of them are leaving me. And I don't want them to because they're good players. And I just wasn't on the ball. And I don't know whether uh, why it's happened to me a little bit. But I have begun to take my eye off of that a little bit in the preparation for what I'm doing next. And so, yeah, I'm losing a couple of people on free transfers. A couple of people have already signed contracts with other teams. Blah, blah, blah. We've got a few gaps to fill. The finances are not amazing. They're not terrible, but they're not amazing. But I think I've got quite a lot of work to do just to be able to match the group that I had this year, let alone be better because I didn't win it this year. So that's where you find me. There's some really key players in there. Uh, uh, One of the new gens that we renamed Pepe Rooney, Pepperoni, for those that, uh, you know, didn't see that. We've got Brick Vol, uh, Brick Wall, uh, we've got lots of lovely renamed new gens because that's Ron one of the Seal. things we do. Uh, Ron Seal, still yes, Ron to... Seal. For anybody uh, that knows that one, he's still in my squad as well. Uh, so we've got some of these guys, and they're performing very well. Pepe Rooney got like thirty something goals in thirty three games, or whatever it was. It was it was good. Just need a little bit more from somewhere, and I'm not quite sure where I'm going to get it from. So we go again. I'm looking, I'm I'm happy to stay in Romania. It's an interesting league to play in. I think I've got a really good setup if I can restructure it a little bit in the summer, having had a few um, yeah, subtractions from the squad. So it's been a little bit painful this week. Just a little bit. Most of the week was strong. I thought we were heading for a title. If you'd have asked me on Wednesday, I thought it was almost a certainty that we were going to get it. And then Friday came along and took away my football manager dreams. <laughs> and we stay. So there we go. That's the update, really. I go again. We've got a third season to do in Romania, at least. I really genuinely thought I could win it this time. So we're going to see what we can do for next time out. But at the moment, Hungary or Serbia are both on hold.
2: Yeah, I think it's... Uh... a. <laughs> I think, like you said, the street streaming element side of things, you do take your eye off the ball because you'll get focused on mm. renaming the region, or you, yeah. you just want to get the games to keep, keep the entertainment on. I yeah. think the off stream admin is such an important part of things to do is just go in and do those contracts do those yeah training tweaks and various other things and it's sometimes forgotten about i mean it's ha- how can you make them entertaining to put them on stream i don't know sure maybe yeah it's, it's which way you go about it uh sometimes contract negotiations if you're your bigger player that's a little bit exciting but sometimes i mean to be fair off stream uh admin as Pescara sometimes ends up me playing like eight games or something stupid because I just get carried away and get too excited and go, oh, I keep going, <laughs> keep going. And some of the, officers, like I said, the admin with Pescara in particular, and like I said, when it's finances, there's sometimes you can't even offer a contract to somebody anyway because you've got no money to offer to them. It's just like, oh, we want 13 grand. Oh, that's nice. I can give you four what what you don't want that? Oh, you're angry with me now. Great. Okay. So yeah, it's it's so that mad. time where it's getting the balance in action. Uh yeah. just right, really. Getting that
1: But yeah, I, I think I've been guilty recently of um in the off screen mode and the offline mode of just getting from point a to point b to continue on from when we get back on stream again and not giving it enough clear thought as to what it is that i need to do for the next half hour of just sorting it out and it's it is unlike me because as i say in my offline saves I, i never get into these situations i've always got a plan i've but then i think there's also something of me that i think when i'm off screen I tend to play slightly longer term scenarios within a particular yeah. club. And I think because there's always this thing of I probably won't be here next year is always the thought in my head. It's not good for me to actually plan out what to do with this particular squad moving forward. So I've got to get better at that. So hold me to account on that one. Make sure that, you know, next time yeah, I'm it's, it's, giving it's a, a, bit... a roundup that I've done
2: something about that. But you're right as well, because you expected to win well. You expected to win the title. Maybe that'll change our like next season, but you expected to just like, well, why should I care about what this squad do next year? I'm not going to be here. Sure. Hopefully that type of way. So it's, yeah. it's balanced so, out, isn't it, really, more than anything um, else? But I need mm. to do my job, Chip. <laughs> and that's
1: not easy to say,
2: but I do. That's, that's why I always have a pen, pencil and paper <laughs> next to my keyboard every single time. Mm-hmm. Granted... Yeah. It, it just says shorter on it. That's all it says on it, shorter. <laughs> it shorter passing, shorter players. I don't know. It says shorter though, yeah. There
1: we are. Um, yeah. But one thing I'd like to just tag on the end of my slight uh, save update is just a, a general stream update to say that at the moment it feels really healthy, my stream. I'm really enjoying it. It's really great. Uh, to see new people in so if anybody's uh, come over and listen to the pod from any of the shoutouts I give over there thank you for that I really appreciate it but my stream um yeah the 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 actual health of my stream is really strong at the moment numbers are good but the interaction is what I care about and there's people that always want to chat and that's fantastic so more than happy with that
0: yeah echoed sentiments over here as well it's been uh it's been in, in that end of things on on my end from from what when i've been streaming over the last few weeks as well very very similar so as as just to echo kev's sentiments if there's anybody who's here from who hasn't necessarily been here before um who's come over from the streams we're delighted to have you it's been uh it's lovely it's lovely we appreciate the interaction and we appreciate you being here as well um kev i'm excited to find out where you end up next I've, i've got a good feeling i've got a good feeling um i think Having you know caught some of your streams in Ukraine and having caught some of your, a few of your streams in Romania as well. I think the impression that I get from the way that it's kind of been working out for you is that in Romania it's kind of much more in your hands than it was in the Ukraine mm. because it was always with the with the with with Dinamo over in Ukraine it was always going to be based around how Shakhtar were doing. Yeah. They were, whereas now it feels like it's ever so slightly more in your hands, and you just need to remind the lads with six games left to go. This is what we play for. Just point to the badge on the shirt, punch Absolutely. it quite a lot. You know, that's that's all it, that's all it needs to do. That's all <laughs> it needs. Or just uh, dress up like David Tennant from the uh, from the Matt Busby film, and just ask where everyone's from, and then get to Charlton, and you just don't like Charlton very much. It's, I've, uh, I've already
1: I've already dressed as Brock Lesnar this week. I don't think my cosplay <laughs> uh, costumes are, are that good, to be honest. To go and do anything else, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll absolutely see. Oh, hey, I've, I think I've, I've, I've got... just
2: had my inspiration for what it's going to be this week. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, oh, Rich Steam. <laughs> <laughs> see, I oh. love it. I
0: said Yeah, exactly. Here's here's a fun look behind the curtain for you is that we're making these episodes. Jeb goes, I've got an idea for a thumbnail, and then 24 hours later something pops up on the in our Discord, and I'm like, This is the best thing that's ever happened.
2: Yeah, so it's, we so Three Kings, that's what it's gonna be, I think, this week. Yes. So there we are. Yes.
0: A lovely little treat for your old wow. pal, Rich, from Jeb. <laughs> so we have covered the world of uh, Kev's time in Romania two seasons in. However,
1: so far, <laughs>
0: so far, so far, three three and done, Kev, three and done. You're going to be fine. Um, m- next up, next up, because we're all quite heavily involved in, in some PvP competitions. Uh, there has been some PvP this week. Uh, some of us have, have been on the panely side of things. Some of us have been competing. Some of us have done both. Um, Before we start talking about just the sitting down and talking about FM, the playing part, the playing part's more interested. Uh, Jeb, there was a title to defend, as is my understanding. Yes, there was
2: a Rota Legends' title. The title was sadly unsuccessfully defended, and I blame the schedulers of Rota Legends for it because they scheduled it during (laughs) Liverpool versus Real Madrid on Tuesday night, the draft part was during the really exciting bit where Liverpool were 2 0 up within 15 minutes. And if you watch the stream or you even watch Kev's stream, you just heard me go, oh my God, it's 2 0. And it's like <laughs> and that type of way. And then it slowly went to, oh, it's 4 2. Oh, it's 5 2. And I think, I think it got out before full time in the end of it. So the draft uh, was 150 million and the theme was pancakes. Right, let's try and remember this now. This is difficult. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Portugal, Austria. Netherlands, Croatia, America because that begins with A, not Argentina or the United States. America, America. <laughs> yeah, Kosovo, <laughs> England and Scotland. Yes, got it all. There we are, and we had hundred and fifty million to spend. Uh, yeah, it was it was difficult. I, I drafted my favourites. I got Polina in. I got. Uh, Rakitic in as my 14.25 million midfielders that I bang on about on past the playoffs and bang on about for here so that was quite nice i got ivan tony up front that was uncommitted i made a plan i'd said i'm going to spend 20 million on one player i'm going to buy six million six 15 to 20 millions got a lot of five million pound bargains um that's how way, went a fair few of the players kind of disappeared so i ended up with a midfielder Rakitic, Pelina, and josh de silva and I was playing free midfield. It's kind of people in my setup at the moment. I have two defensive midfielders, and then a centre midfielder on attack. Or they almost become a advanced playmaker, whichever it works. And one of the defensive midfielders, Segundo Volante. I've really, really enjoyed that role this year. So I had Josh de Silva as Segundo Volante. Went through the draft, got through it all. Didn't even went even went for the risk and went. Well, i have one goalkeeper. I don't need a backup. It's fine. And got to the thingy first game. Went 1-0 down straight away. I was like, oh, no, here we go. But then the players started passing it around really nicely. Got, got it all going. Uh, Rakitic scored on the volley inside the box, coming in as a centre midfielder on attack. Uh, we got an, another goal. I'm trying to think where my wingers were. We had, two re- oh, we had Josh Bowen and... Who was my other winger? It's going to really bug me. We had Josh Bowen on one side, and then he crossed in. Tony scores, so went 2-1 up. Won that quite comfortably against can't even remember names now. This is this is where blanks are happening. <laughs> and that's where it went. And then second game, started the game, Josh DeSilva got injured after four minutes. And all my plans went out the window because how many central midfielders uh, draft? Three. That was it. I'd not drafted anybody as backup. I didn't have anyone to bring up, so I had to change my system. Couldn't stick to it, because that's what I find. If you find your system, stick to it, and it shouldn't, sh- you don't really need to deviate that much. Your deviation should be your last 20 minutes. Like, my last 20 or 10, 20-minute plan was I drafted Matt Smith. Not Doctor Who, the, the one that played for Millwall, and I think he was at York as well. He has... 20 strength 20 teamwork 19 jumping reach and 18 heading not a lot else but if you want a big lump to lump it up to he's your man he's there uh that didn't really work out too well we lost on awful defensive mistakes the defense just gave up it was basically like mirroring i think it was as uh, liverpool conceded that third goal where no defender moved that kind of happened in my game as well so we lost that game uh 2-1 and then we got into the final game and we just capitulated against the eventual winner Roy and we lost 4-0 and that was it. It was over. And I got to see the rest of the Liverpool game and it wasn't that much great either, but it, was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't it was the best defence. Like I said, I think it was distracted. I, I had a plan. I didn't stick to it on the draft side of things. And then as soon as that Josh Silver injury happened, I mean, he's injury prone anyway, but as soon as I lost him after four minutes, I just didn't react. Really, I, I kind of panicked and... Tried to do different systems. I couldn't stick to the plan because I didn't have three midfields to stick to the plan with. God knows what I would have done if I got to the semi-finals because I think Pelina and Rakitic both got suspended. So I, was like, <laughs> I couldn't have been without <laughs> no midfielders. It's like, cool, so, uh, you can go in midfield instead. So uh, a few learnings to take from it. It was a, a very tight budget. So the, the, the quality of players was, was lacking a little bit. I think a few people... Did spend a lot of money. I think AJ spent thirty five million on Calvert Lewin's. Uh somebody, did somebody spend like fifty million on Raphael Liao as well? Oh yeah, it was Roy. Yeah, Roy won. So, but he spent fifty like a third of his budget on one player. And that worked out for him obviously in the end. But yeah, it was it was nice to to be back in. It wasn't a very good defence, unfortunately. One win and two losses. So that's that's how I went. But Kemp was in the opposite group to me.
1: I was. And this is really, really fun because last week on podcast, we mentioned that Jeb was going to be defending his title. And I believe at that point, Jeb didn't know I was going to be part of it because I was an invited <laughs> guest in and I knew. So I was intrigued by that one. So that was fun. Um, so yeah, we got drawn in opposite groups. And so I was in a, a group with AJNIK, uh, AJNRK, uh Maggio and Gourmet were my three, I think it was. Um, and I thought that was going to be actually quite a tricky group. Uh, I was... Uh, thought that was going to be tough. And it turned out to be that in, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, we, we went through, you know, the, the the budget was tight. As Jeb said, I'm really glad he went through all of the different teams because I'd have never remembered them. I genuinely wouldn't have had a clue as to how many were, who, who was in there and stuff. I knew it was pancakes or was it crepes or something that it spelled out. <laughs> so it could have been anything that I came up with anyway. So, yeah, we went through. I, I got a few of the players that I used in the um, number one contenders draft that I did a, a week or two ago because they worked for me and it was a similar sort of budget in a way. So Ryan Frazier on the right, Dan Byrne at the back, Harrison Reed in central midfield, those kind of things, just to give me some sense of I know some of these players and I know they can work in my setup. And they kind of did a bit. Uh, I based my strike force around Wout Veghorst and Enketia, uh, and Eddie Nketiah, so big guy. And speedy guy kind of thing was my thought. That's what I've been doing in FM23 a little bit. Uh, so those were the two main ones. And then I um, drafted Andy Carroll just for Alistair. You know, Ali, if you're out there, good to see you. Uh, but that was my gift to Ali. Um, just as backup to Horse basically. And then we started the, the games. And I was reasonably confident with my draft. I thought I'd done okay. Uh, you know, there could always be an improvement possibly, but I thought I'd done okay. We played AJ first and actually got a good win against him. He absolutely thumped me in the number one contenders the first game we played, and then I beat him the second time around. So I knew I could, and this time was a very close game. I think it was 2-1 win, um, and in the end got those three points, which got me off to a really good start. And I was one of the fortunate ones that I had a couple of home games, for want of a better term, in the three that I played. And I think they make a very slight difference in this kind of setup. Uh, so I had that advantage. I then played Simaggio Maggio with his uh, three strikers, not in the strikers positions, because you can't call it strikerless because they'll have a go at you for it. So there were definitely strikers there. They just weren't playing in their normal positions. Uh, and I was concerned about that. I didn't know how my setup was going to cope with that. I've played Sai on his Sunday evening drafts a little bit and he usually beat me, but then I've beaten him before in ranked drafts. So I knew that I could do it again, kind of if I got it right. And actually, I felt a little bit hard done by because I was 2-1 up with seconds remaining in like the 92nd minute. And he got an equaliser. And just in those last few seconds of the game, he pulled it out the bag and just stopped my momentum a little bit. And in the end, I came out with a draw. It meant that in the last game, if I got uh, whatever my result, if AJ won his match against Cy, then I would go through regardless Or I had to get a good result and I'd go through regardless. So there were things I could do. AJ got his win so I went through regardless and it's really, really good. That's a good thing that that happened because I played Gourmet and he absolutely smashed me. I have no (laughs) idea what happened in this game at all. My team, which was decent, I thought, you know, they were fighting hard for every point they could get, playing reasonably well, and they came up against Gourmet. Whether it's just that random thing of this is my setup and this is Gourmet's setup, and for whatever reason, Gourmet's setup just has the edge on mine because of things, I have no clue. He was like 5-1 up at halftime. I have no idea what happened. And he won six or seven, one or whatever it was in the end, six or seven, two, something like that. And I thought, OK, well, I'm going through anyway. But that has completely destroyed my momentum and my morale of my squad because they've just been absolutely thumped. Uh, so we got through to the semifinals, uh, into the first knockout stage, into the semifinals, came up against uh, Brackle. Uh, I think it was, and had a really good game against Brackle. We played really well again in bits. You know, we had some good uh, moments, some bad moments. And again, we were really, really close. It was a one goal game. I had most of the statistics in my favour other than the one goal in the game. And he beat me 1-0 in the semi-final and went through. And eventually he lost to Roy. Roy did great all evening and won the draft. I got to the semis. I was really disappointed in the sense that I'd kind of dominated a lot of the games. I thought I'd had a pretty good performance in that particular match. And just the the big problem I had, you remember that strike force I set up about Veghorst and Eddie Kettia. Eddie Nketiah in the semi-final, having got a couple of goals earlier and looked really good, got a 6.2 and just could not hit it anywhere near the goal. And he had about three chances to do so. And he just did nothing. It was so frustrating because he's got like 17 pace or whatever it is. And he just runs through. It's great. And then he was hitting the woodwork. He was putting it three miles over the bar. He was doing everything possible not to put it in the back of the net. And in the end, we went out 1-0 in the semi-final. So the the positive for me, and it is still a positive, I talked about it last week, I think I'll continue to talk about it. Two months ago, I could not, for the life of me, get out of a group stage in draft mode in any way, shape or form. Could not figure out how to do that in FM23. And now more regularly I am. doesn't matter whether I win or lose. I'm not there to win or lose in that sense. We'll talk a little bit about what that means uh, coming up in the rest of our show a bit. But I'm there for all sorts of different reasons. And one of them is just to have some fun and entertain and you know all that stuff. But also be competitive. That's all I care about. If I feel like every game I'm coming into and I've got no way of impacting the game, then I'm frustrated. But if I can do a few bits, take a few wins, be a little bit unlucky here and there, that's fine, it's all good, and that's what we achieved so semi final not too bad. I've got more drafting coming up in the next few weeks, uh so I'm happy with where my form is, you just need a little bit of luck occasionally and that might get you even further, mightn't it? but it was good fun it was it was uh, a good bunch of guys to draft with, had a good time doing it, and there you go
0: there you go, well, sometimes that's all it takes, you know with a little bit of luck, you can make it through the draft um it's <laughs>
2: Tanani, I'm so tanani, tanani, tanani,
0: tanani. Oh, Sorry, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Um, I'm again excited to find out how you get on in your upcoming drafts over the next few weeks, mate. The nice thing for me is, as you said, you know, a few months ago, couldn't buy wins in PVP, couldn't get out of group stages. You've won a number one contendership. You're making semi-finals of competitions now. It's a very, very steady kind of upward arc. So yep. I'm glad that you are on it. Yep. Um, and as, as you say, it's easy to sit here and kind of, you know, um, talk about and, and reminisce and, and use hindsight about your drafting performances. You know, when you guys have been doing all of these things, there have been panels sat there judging you as you're doing it live. Um, and last week I, I had the privilege of, of being able to sit on a panel and judge people. Um, th- I was about to say, thanks too. um, unfortunately, unfortunately, a friend of the podcast, uh, the lovely Y Callum. Uh, was a bit poorly last week uh and he was scheduled to appear on the uh fm playoffs path the playoffs um uh draft night uh he was poorly he couldn't make it so you know they they just called in a ringer uh a really really handsome uh, erudite ringer uh who was also unavailable so they got me in uh i i got i got to spend i got to spend my monday evening with jeb and i i had a lovely time um i, I do love a path of the playoffs i do love a path the Playoffs, having taken part in a couple recently, um, it's just nice to be able to sit back and and judge people on on how their drafts are going. Uh, I mean, Jeb, you you host, you do everything, Jeb. Jeb, Jeb does literally everything on a path to the playoffs night. Uh, how do you feel um, that the competition's gone over the last week, mate? Are you, are you happy with uh, how it's all worked out?
2: This war, this this time around, both paths to the playoffs were different to last last time where we we do. Knew... That final day, we knew everyone had qualified. Mm-hmm. I think mean, the the time before we the, the the literal excitement of it was like right, they've won the group. This person's bottom. Everyone else can qualify. Let's go. We're going into the final game day. But even this one, this time around, the there's the playing for the top position. And uh, congratulations to Car He he got it, but he got it in the very last kick of his game. Like it was it was that thingy. Uh, Dave Goodger was uh, was in the. Past the players this time before she's internet let him down so he had to drop out so Mozza took over Mozza's trying to sneak in in whatever way he can <laughs> uh, and I think Car-, Car X went one at the back and then everything up front as, as many as he could cram like up the pitch as-, as far as he can as possible and it paid off for him he got that last last minute goal, and he-, he won the group uh, stealing it away from uh, Honey Badger who's brand new to the p- playoffs again from North America, from America as well. And he went undefeated as well. So he finished second, undefeated. Really impressive goal difference as well. He beat Car X 5-0. I mean, he, he took away that undefeated, uh, undefeated... Well, the undefeated run, or the invincible run that everyone's kind of desperate for in fact, to the playoffs. And he's the second North American that's really been impressive. So Honey Badger and Dill 40k have been really impressive. Uh, there's a worry here... There could be a soccer champion coming our ways when the playoffs comes around, so we'll see. But in, in terms of past the playoffs, uh, really enjoyed them both times around. Uh, there was a few mess ups on my side, which was kind of worked out comically. Where Limo's video appeared four times. It turns out it's, it, <laughs> was was rendered, awesome. <laughs> it was the way I rendered it was the way I rendered them out. So I, I didn't have a lot of time, unfortunately, on Thursday because, like they say, I have to do a lot of things. But I also had to do some work stuff at the same time. So I rendered, I've got all the videos prepared, them all, but. I saved the rendering until the end, completely forgetting that I changed each video to do it. So it just rendered Limo's video out four times. So it's like every time I went to sing about the next competitor, I was like, oh, Limo's. Like, Why is Limo on the screen again? I don't get it. And then it obviously twigged what I'd done. But yeah, uh, it was like I said, I think other than that, it was a really nice. It was nice to have a, like a refresh panel as well. Having people like Steve Hood definitely brings a new, new side of things. I miss Kev. I, miss, I always miss Kev. Kev. Kev by my side i mean size, size all right size all right but it's not very nice that's the issue it's like, it's, it's like, i need, need that nice warm comforting soothing kev voice i mean mm-hmm. so like i said we got we got exciting plans ahead for the playoffs coming up in a couple of weeks but after the playoffs both of them were really exciting we got some really good competitors and some new superstars out of it like we we wax lyrical about pokes but there was players this week that was really entertaining as well, like your McKins, your Murphs, even the people that didn't qualify, getting that win on the board is always important as well, like Zanko getting the win on the board, he took that really well as well, so it's nice. But uh, obviously you were only around for the draft part, but I think you enjoyed yourself there,
0: I was going to say. I had, I, had a, I had a brilliant time, I had a lovely, lovely time on the panel. Um, as I say, it's it's significantly easier to just sit in judgment of people, as it turns out, than it is to actually have to sit there and take part and panic about drafting. Um, I, I had a brilliant time, as as I say, you know. Sad that Kev wasn't there because that would have that would have made it. Just that little bit more lovely, but you know, getting to spend the evening with you, with Steve Hood, um, with Maggio. As I said, Steve Hood is incredibly knowledgeable about the game. Um, that you know, his, his and size knowledge of the database of, of of everything is is something to just sit there and almost just sit in awe of sometimes uh although still really really concerned that Sai maggio has absolutely no concept of uh of, of family links and brothers um <laughs> which is a genuine worry um si, if you're watching just we we can go through it again happy to run that by you again that's not a problem at all um it's just it's just great it's really really fun um i'm just really really lucky you know i'd get told what time to be there and then i just turn up and i just sit there and say things it's it was great fun and I say congratulations to the four that made it through commiserations to the four that didn't um and i just hope that the final in a couple of weeks time if it if it lives up to the quality of the qualifiers it's going to be a wonderful wonderful competition and as I say, that it's, it's exciting to so, know there are little little surprises, little things that may or may not be happening with the final. And that is all I will say. Um, but no, it, it's it's shaping up to be a really, really, really interesting competition. So uh, yeah, a pleasure to be part of. Really, really can't complain in that respect. Um, it's quite interesting, actually, because the, the playoffs in and of, in of themselves um after the competition, after it had finished, uh, the panel, they'll sit down and, and chat to a couple of the uh, the competitors. Um, on Thursday, on Thursday, after the competition, after the dust had settled, um, the panel sat down with a couple of people, one of whom being McKins. Um, now, we, we all know McKins, we all love McKins, what a guy. Um, he qualified, qualified for the competition. And I think that I think it's, it's, it's fair to say, fellas, that as we were watching uh, his interview, and uh, we've gone back and kind of had a little listen to it again before we started recording today. Um, I think his, I think he kind of highlighted a couple of really, really interesting points. And it's, it's something we wanted to kind of talk about today because, you know, um, we had a chat before we started recording about what we we're going to talk today about today anyway. And again, we were just going to have a little check in with each other because, you know, Football Manager Therapy. This podcast was born of people just needing a bit of escapism, need, needing people to talk to and people to help each other through in the slightly darker times or the, or the worst times the more rough times and you know we wanted to have a bit of a check-in with each other anyway this week um because it's long overdue and uh we all quite like each other it's a nice nice thing um but we're watching mckinsey's uh kind of interview uh post panel and he was talking about kind of the state of drafting uh the state of kind of a pvp in a football manager and how it, it feels like at the moment there's like a there's a lot of people who take it very very seriously and that's great because you know if we've we've said time and time again there is no right and wrong way of playing the game Uh, and some people do take it very very seriously other people um, might not take it as seriously or it can have a slight detrimental effect on things like mental health if you can't get things going if it's not working right for you i've been on that end of things i've taken some absolute poundings in pvp over the last kind of couple of months and it does it can you know, it can get to you a little bit. Um, I mean, Jeb, you shared that that video with us. Um, as I say, how do, you, how do you kind of feel about what it was McKin's with was, the points McKin's was, were getting at? And can you kind of resonate with a bit of that yourself in certain ways?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's refreshing. Like like I said, it was ultimately refreshing. If you, you're aware of it, uh, McKin's basically said he said it in his promo video when he came out he doesn't need an assistant manager he doesn't need shortlists or anything crazy like that, he's going to pick the players that he wants if they're available if not he'll find somebody else to go in he's, and he, to use his words he's going to plug in a four-two-three-one 2 one keg and press and go and that was it that's all he did uh, that led to him winning I think one game 8-1, one game 7-1 some phenomenal results and he, he freely admitted that I didn't even change roles or anything like that. I didn't even set up set pieces. What I need to do, I just I'm there to entertain, and that's that's what it was. That's all it needs to be. And I think that that's it's like refreshing like the the draft rankings exist. I mean, I was I was apparently number eleven this week. I didn't know I'd I'd gone that high. I don't know if it's because people drop off the rankings above me because I've not played for a while. Might have been down to that or people losing or something like that. But they don't really matter i think i think the one thing about drafting and the community side of things it brings me to be you, you speak to people that you never speak to before like i've never met brackle before i spoke to roy very briefly before but the, those guys are in my group we had a good chat while we were playing the game same with when i did road to legends last time i heard pretty, pretty much most of the players i was playing apart from maybe aj had spoke to i hadn't spoke to before and you meet all these new people and i think it's some of the biggest streamers as well say the same as well i think breezy said to us on the interviews he said he he loves coming into playoffs and stuff like because he gets to meet all these new people he gets to meet people like zanko he's never played before even limo they'd never played against each other and they've existed streaming alongside each other for what is it for three four years as well and that's what it should all be about it's a community thing if you win even better great brilliant you've won if you qualify same again but it's also important if you lose every game, just enjoy yourself, enjoy the losing, embrace it a little bit as well. <coughs> and I think that's why it's so refreshing to hear McIn can say that as well. I think it's important, particularly mental health side of things, like you've said. It's don't take it to heart if you're not going to win but you've made some friends out of it, and there's people to talk to and stuff like that. I think we've done it where we've seen on Path to the Playoffs if somebody's on a big losing streak, it's like, oh, go jump in this chat, be really nice to him, that type of way. Go check he's okay, go check that are okay, that type of way. I think that's really important as well. It's that community spirit, and it needs to exist a lot more, I think. Yeah, it can be rubbish if you're bottom of the rankings and things like that, but you don't have to feel harsh about it. You've got a redemption arc to start. That's, that's how it goes, so... <laughs>
0: exactly exactly you know i'm hey number 56 here boys number 56 <laughs> out of about 62 so you know the only way is up um if i actually take part in drafts and, and ranked ones and, and do well but yeah you, you are right you can i've i've been in that position where i've been I've, I've been on losing streaks i've been really really struggling and you know it can get you down it, it really really can um i say it depends it depends entirely on your approach to how you play things like pvp competitions Um, I think it's easy to kind of focus on the winning and losing aspect of it rather than what it is you're actually gaining from taking part in the competitions in, in relation to things like the wider FM community, people you're getting to know. Honestly, it blew my mind. On Monday night, when I found out that Breezy had never played Limo in PvP, because Limo has played everybody in <laughs> PvP, Limo has literally, played, like, he, the, the man's got what is it? Sorry, he's you now over two hundred like yep. ranked PvP games in. That's and The fact that there are people out there that he's still not spent time with is baffling to me because, and I, I also can't think for a single person who's ever come away from an interaction with Limo whose life hasn't been for the better for it. So the fact that there are still people out there that he's not got to meet and chat to mad absolutely mad to me um i mean mm-hmm. kev again as somebody else who's, who's quite heavily involved in the pvp scene be it competing or be it being sat on sat on panels i mean is mm-hmm. it kind of you know shared feelings with, with jeb and i or how how are you looking at kind of the uh thing especially in terms of uh how mckin's kind of put
1: yeah, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? I, I think uh, I've already said in this uh, particular podcast that uh, for a lot of FM23, I struggled with PVP, just getting results and finding my way and figuring out what to do. And it is, in that context, really hard to make your stream interesting and entertaining and fun when you're battling and trying to figure out and try and change. Now, the simple reality is in, in my personality type, I am a little bit competitive, if I'm honest. I don't uh, I don't always show that in uh, lots of ways, but I think that there are moments where it just kind of bubbles over in me. And, and it's not because I want to win. It's kind of that I don't like losing if that makes sense there's a difference to me in that and uh somehow and i i really struggle with just not understanding why i cannot find a way to get past losing uh <laughs> and i was doing it a lot so there were moments along the way that i've really struggled now for the last uh little w- uh, couple of weeks i've been off of the fm playoffs panel had a break in February, which was really actually very lovely. Gave me a chance to view the product and have a few thoughts that I've uh, shared with the likes of Tony Jameson on panel choices and how they fit together and the job they're doing and all that kind of stuff, which has been really great. McKin's made some really amazing uh, statements some very clear and very focused statements on, you know, if you are getting a team of people together and trying to uh, uh and to overturn every stone and find every little thing you can do and when it doesn't quite work your uh work out for you then that becomes detrimental to you then you're doing pvp wrong basically is what he was saying ultimately because we are here to entertain and we're here to have fun and we're here to connect with the community and the rest of it is inconsequential really The rankings, uh, it was made a joke on uh, the Thursday evening show, I think it was, for this week's uh, playoffs uh, with Cy Maggio on the panel that the rankings are a a lot to blame for this. And there is a point where that is true, but they do a lot of good in bringing the community together and keeping us uh, connected and focused on something and all sorts of other things as well. But it is true, you know, people's rankings position, I'm again... I've been caught up in this trap about you know where I am and where I want to be and all that kind of stuff, and it's too much at times. But ultimately, I think uh, the, the community of PVP is in a really, really strong place because there are lots of competitions out there doing lots of amazing things, bringing lots of great people together. But the perspective on why we're participating is always really important. For me this week, let me just tell you one thing. Uh, I mentioned to you guys before we went uh, live on this one. This week, I have watched the product of the playoffs. And I'm so impressed by what the playoffs do. It is one of the biggest thrills of my content journey at the moment is to be part of that in any way that I can be. Love the group. Love the people in it. Love the product that's being put out. Love the fact we're pushing uh, ourselves to be better all the time. And I sat there and watched it this week. And again, as we've talked about on uh, podcast over the last few weeks, had a moment of imposter syndrome. I sat there and I watched Simaggio do a great job in his way, in his style, with his personality, uh, organise bits of the, the pod and how, it, uh, not the pod, the show and what he wanted to contribute to it and all that kind of stuff and did it really well. I watched Steve Hood from the perspective of multi-time champion, but also tactical guru alongside uh, GYR and the stuff that they do both individually and collectively to bring tactical awareness to certain things and put his point of view, Of you across and just be a great person in the mix. And then you get to the amazing Y Callum, who's just got this bubble of a personality that draws you to him. And it's full of energy and excitement and a little bit of chaos here and there, just because, but it's just, you know, self deprecating in its way. But he's a really great personality to have on there. And you've got Jeb sitting in the middle of it. Pushing the buttons, doing the thing, guiding the process, asking the questions and and keeping everybody in where they're supposed to be going. And I sat there genuinely for a little while. I thought, I don't know why people rate me was my genuine thought. And it's not for me to go and get lots of people saying, well, this is why this you're amazing. That's not what I'm talking about this for i'm talking about mental health stuff i had a moment of imposter syndrome saying i enjoy the playoffs i really really appreciate the opportunity and then i watch other people do it and i go i'm okay i'm rounded i've got a view i can put a personality type across i've got a gimmick that i kind of have all those kinds of stuff but i watched that show and i thought they were really really good It was a really good show and I thoroughly enjoyed the personality types so kudos to Tony Jameson for putting the panels together in the ways that he does that's great kudos for everybody that had uh, their moment but then you have to get it back into control and perspective and this is mental health stuff that we're talking about and so the, the reality is the reason why I enjoy the playoffs is because I love the people, and I love the product, and I love the game, and I you know, I, I think that the opportunity is amazing. So why not be me on it? Why not do it my way? If people like that, that's great. I'm not one to suggest that they should or they shouldn't. I'm not trying to compete in my competitive nature. I'm not trying to compete against other panelists and make them uh, tier rank the, the panelists and how good they are and whether where I am in that. I just wanna be part of something and belong. And if that's where you are as a person wanting to belong, then the playoffs as a group is a great place to do that. As a viewer, as a player, as a pundit, as an organizer behind the scenes in the truck, there are roles in which you can participate and belong to something. And I'm really happy to be able to do that. But mental health is tough because you compare just naturally you do and you uh, belittle your own things compared to what you see of others. It's a natural thing to do. This week I had a moment of that, but the playoffs were blooming great.
0: Yeah, I can I, I can I can resonate with a lot of, of of those points, Kev. I think, you know, I was sat there on Monday, um, on the panel and I'm I'm looking at, you know, the 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 pool of knowledge that people like, you know, Steve Hood and si Maggio have, and you're looking at how, you know, Jeb is hosting a draft show and he's also doing so much behind the scenes. And I'm sat there, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, why do people rate Kev so highly? This is something I don't understand. I don't understand it at all me too that's not what i thought that's not what i thought for a second how dare you how dare you even imply that serious um, i was about to I think... leave
2: i was about to leave. Was it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, see you later how dare Bye. you yeah how
0: exactly. dare i, I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna i'm going to leave my own pod um no it's it's a mad one um I, I i can completely resonate with a lot of that kev because i'm very similar to you i think it's one of one of the I, I call it a trait, call it whatever you will, um, of of being a neurodiverse adult. In my con, it, it, for myself, I can sit there and I can analyze and I can look at what other people do. I could write you paragraphs about what everybody in those situations brings to the table. I can say why well, Jeb is such a valuable commodity to the playoffs. I can say why well, Kev is so like hugely important to the progression that success to the playoffs and, and what Kev does. I can do it with st- any anybody I've been on a panel with. I can share. I can share that with them. If somebody says to me, well, why are you on the panels, Rich? My instant reaction is, don't know, mate. I, I honestly couldn't say one thing that I, I bring to the table. And this is absolutely not me fishing for, for any any kind of positive feedback from anybody. It's just that I'm not self-aware enough to be able to talk about what it is that I bring and why I should be in that position. I almost feel like, and here's, here's a very, very weird reference. There's a show on Netflix um, uh, by a guy called Tim Robinson. It's called, I Think You Should Leave. Uh, and it's a sketch show and uh, it's wonderful and there's a sketch on there where he's hosting a game show and they have a mascot called Chunky who comes out uh, whenever they whenever they spin over the board and he goes oh that's a chunky and then a guy in a big red costume comes out uh, and just you know, he steals Andy Sandberg's backpack, he like breaks his laptop, and he keeps getting angry. It's like, before you come out here, you need to figure out what it is you do, you need to know what you do. And Chunky just looks really, really sad. And sometimes I feel a bit like I'm Chunky, because like, you just need to figure out what it is you do before you start doing things. And I don't have the, I'm not self aware enough to be able to understand that about myself. But also, on the flip side of the coin, because I think looking at these things from, you know, you've got to, look at the positives you know if there are positives out there you've got to try and find them because i think that's massively important and i also think to myself given how big the fm community is and given how many wonderful creators there are out there and how many people there are out there who have so many unique perspectives and can bring so much to competitions like pvp competitions whatever it may be just through their knowledge of the game the entertainment factor that they bring in there are so many of those people out there and the fact that i'm in that pool, and I'm being considered. I'm being asked to take part in these things must mean there is something that I'm bringing to the table and something that I'm offering that either other people can't or I do it in a different way. And I'm not 100% what those things are. But the fact that I know that they are there is kind of enough for me. At the moment, I'm, I'm the fact that I'm in consideration must mean that I'm doing something right. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's Chris Pratt in, uh, Parks and Recreation, isn't it? You know, so I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know that I'm doing it really, really, really well. And that is, you know, that's the way that I look at this. When I, like you, Kev, when I get that imposter syndrome, when I get down on myself and I'm like, I don't understand my purpose. I don't understand what it is that I'm bringing to the table. I just know that there is something that I'm doing well enough that other people aren't. And that's the reason they're asking me to, to, that's, that, that's why I'm there. And as
2: I say, that is more than enough for me at the moment in that context, for sure. Yeah, uh, I think think on my side of it. Obviously, with Chatroom McKins on on my side of things, I've it's a it's a really weird situation I'm in at the moment. I'm not sure where, where it goes and what happens with it. But I've got like, for example, I've got hundred pound microphone, focus right, six hundred pound camera, monitors, lights, all sorts of various things and stuff like that and I can create after the playoffs and do stuff like that. I really struggle to watch the VODs back because I'll find audio issues with myself. I usually find camera issues with myself. When I used to have... uh, The reason one... one Well, I bought I wanted a new camera anyway, but one of the the big issues I had earlier, I used to go really yellow. For some reason, just the camera just drifted and the white balance went really yellow. It really annoyed me. The audio would go all over the place. Obviously, we had an issue with past the Playoffs 1 where I had a crackle on my mic and I could figure out why that was, trying to fix that on the fly. That knocked me a little bit that way. But I can create all this stuff for the past players. We did the promo videos, created all those little videos. All right, they didn't go well this week or the week before. It was just, it was actually a suggestion from Kev filler content when we go from the stats patch to the squad. Going back, there was a little bit of a thingy. So let's try and fix that. So we we did that and we put these extra bits in. Improves the broadcast, improves the products. But I still just like, I'm always quite hypercritical of myself. But then it gets to my own content and that's where i struggle really really badly and i'm like getting creative or making my streams interest and stuff like that i just can't i just have a i'm stuck in a really bad creative mental block for my own content when i come onto stuff so i'll sit down and i've got my stream and i've got a base of a stream but that's not evolved in a year and it's like go in have a quick chat play the game that's about it and it's just that Think and there might not be loads of people in the chat, and it's how we interact with the chat and how we push things on that side of things. And I, I, I don't know how to get over that, and I think it's, it's that type of way. And I think I'm quite negative on myself and quite downcast. And I think I, I mentioned beforehand we, I'm quite. Uh, I listen to a few podcasts. Diary of a CEO has been something to listen to, and I think something if you don't listen to it, give it a listen. Plenty of football content on that, there, but there's other content. And I think one that I clicked on was Davina McCall of all people. And, uh, like, her story's just horrifying. Like, I didn't realise how bad it was. She was addicted to heroin, got off that, got onto MTV, Big Brother and all the all the famous things and all the things on those lines that she did. But one of the best pieces of advice she was ever given was on This Morning by a, a couple who helped with mental health. I, I can't remember what the names were. The couple, I think it's a married couple and they're both doctors. And their thing was... When you have that negative thought, and it's something they'll want to start doing, is when you have that negative thought, just put on the end of. But on the other hand, so it's like we've passed the playoffs. All those videos on the went wrong, but on the other hand. Everything flowed really smoothly. The panel all started chatting. There was no silent bits. There was no awkward silences. There was no awkward pauses or anything along those lines. And I think it's that way. Uh, It's putting those positive spin on things and make it nicer about yourself. Like I said, I need to get better. I need to be more creative with my own content. And I wanna get out there. And it's also like, like I said this week, I'm going to stick to a schedule this week. I'm going to stream on Tuesday night and Thursday night this week and Saturday afternoon, because I always do a Saturday afternoon. I think that's about the other time I'm actually reasonably consistent. But it's sticking to those things that you said you'll do. I'm trying to add more things to my own content just to get a bit more viewers, a bit more interaction in the chat. But it's hard, and I think the, the game is an escapism, and Football Manager is great. But my issue is my stream save, the amount of my stream save I now play offline, I played pretty much the rest of my fourth season offline this week because I just wanted something to focus on, something to get my head away, and it's still brilliant for that. And I think I need an offline save. I mean, I talked about two new saves last week and I've not touched any of those ideas. So maybe I need to go back and listen to that and go back and do Charlton. I'm not going to do Liverpool. That's, I'm not going into Liverpool. Let's, let's just let's leave Liverpool then. That's not helping either. But yeah, I mean, I watched, I watched the Crystal Palace game yesterday. I fell asleep the second half. I, I missed all of it. I didn't miss anything because I was asleep for all of it. But yeah, but there we are. But yeah, I think it's that type of... Mental health, where you look after yourself, and I think it's important to talk about it with you guys, obviously I'm opening up a bit, a bit more than I probably intended to today, but I think it's that opening up with people, and there's a lot of people in the community I can now open up to as well, which is really nice, I don't think Mm -hmm. you have that. And, like I said, those circle of friends, I've got a circle of friends from back home, I've got a circle of friends from gaming, I've got a circle of friends from the multiple workplaces that I've worked in. And now I've got a circle of friends that are online, some of them that I've never met, like this this gentleman above me. Uh, one day, one decade. Day, oh, yes, he's coming. Yeah, exactly. He's coming. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I think it, it's great that way. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's where I am. Like, imposter syndrome is still a bit of a thing. And I've got a scary week the Week of the playoffs, actually, the day of the day of the playoffs, I'm presenting to Nottingham Trent University about how to get into the live events and broadcast industry. And I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, just go, just wing it, just wing it, guys. It's fine, you'll get away with it. Just, just pretend you know what you're doing, and you'll be fine. But so, like I said, I need to mentally prepare myself for that, and it, it's an mm. exciting opportunity. It's quite our, it's they call it industry week. I'm on the same Lineup page as Sister Bliss, who is the other half of uh, Faithless. <laughs> Just like oh, that's quite cool. But, yeah. so, what a panel! I know what, exactly.
0: What, yeah. What a, what a day of talks. i have yeah. been very
2: very. I, yeah, see, I, 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 think, think, those, I think I think I think, I'm, I think I'm the warmer pack for Sister Bliss. So that, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if I need to bring my banging beats with me. I don't know. I mean, I know I occasionally sing on playoffs, but
1: yeah, that's all it takes. I don't. <laughs> I it's really know, interesting. This watched, but, uh, can I, can yeah. I just speak into some stuff that you were talking about, Jeb, if that's okay? Yeah. um so this uh these last couple of weeks, I've been watching uh, as many, many people have <clears throat> excuse me, I've been watching Dr. Benji return back to GTA. Uh, and his Jackspace stuff. I don't know if you guys have watched much of it at all, but he he goes on to a server for Grand Theft Auto, and he strolls around for three hours uh, with a few thoughts of what he wants to do and a few mates on there that maybe he uh, connects up to and does some things with. But a lot of it is, I'm going to put myself in these positions and see what happens, and it will be content because I can make it content, basically. And it's he's great. He's brilliant. But again, I sit there, and I think to myself, I can't do what he does because I would cringe half the way round of all of the people that he interacts with and what are they going to say and how are they going to be and how are they going to mess up what I want to do or, and I can't cope with that. I kind of need a little bit of control of, of what I put out where he loves the chaos. So what, what that leads me to for myself uh, and therefore what it uh, might lead to a thought for Jeb as well and anybody else out there that's got similar thoughts going on is I don't want to be Dr. Benji because I can't be Dr. Benji. I have to be me. I have to be Kev, the United City FM. And what I don't do anymore, and it's genuine, this is how I've kind of processed it, dropping off YouTube and coming onto Twitch and doing what I now do. I don't make content anymore. I don't consider myself a content creator because I don't make content. I press go live and I community make that's that's my intention. I am a community maker, not a content creator is the kind of rhymey thing that I find if I can in these sort of situations. And that's now what I do with my streams. And it doesn't mean that when we're off the stream. I go hunting for all the people that are in my community and make sure we're having seven chats a day about all sorts of things. And my Discord isn't overly active and all that kind of stuff. I don't have the headspace for that. The time that I give to my community is the two hours on the weekday afternoon when I just be myself and draw them in and try and uh, guide us somewhere, you know. But that's what I now do. So my I look in on Jeb and we and we see what happened in the path to the playoffs over the last couple of weeks. And I cannot do what Jeb does. Now potentially there is a a moment where, hear me out, I could potentially host a show. But what I couldn't do is the organization of it leading up to the show because that's not my skill set. And what I couldn't do is be on the show whilst presenting and talking to three people, pressing 17 buttons in particular orders to get round where we need to go, however successful or not, and however many times Limo shows up or not, that's not important. You, you You still do that and you guide the process. And that's what I can't get my head round to actually then be able to say, yes, I want to host a show because there's too much of that for my mind but uh, what I can do is go and sit in a corner and be asked an opinion, and sit on a fence and create a thing, and you know be rounded in my approach to it. So my question for Jeb, and my question for everybody else out there, is if you can't be Dr. Benji because he's the only person you can be, and you can't be me because I'm the only person that I can uh, that can be, who are you, and what is it that you want to bring to your content? How do you want to change it to make it um, so that what your skill set is? in the lead up to playoffs and the guiding of a playoffs etc what can you make of your stream that incorporates those aspects that i can't do mine is the simplest version of streaming i press go live i chat and i press end stream and occasionally i switch between a just chatting page and a gameplay page and that's all i can cope with because if i do anything more than that i'm poking around going it's here somewhere and i'm in the wrong spot and somebody helped me get back to where i was And it just dis uh, uh, derails me. So, what is it that you want? What is it that you want your stream to be? Where do you want it to go? That is more of you than anybody else, and makes it unique. Is my question. Finally, I don't know, and I think that's where
2: we. I think that's where we. Like, obviously, I can get all creative and stuff like that. I've got a taff on on the background that type of way, and it's 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 a little bit ironic. You went to Space. I play a lot of GTA RP at the moment. I've got two characters. I've got an, a northern cop called Gary Pillock and he's he doesn't take any crap, and things like that. And then I've obviously got Jebby, who's a scouser. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's like, I, I, I could bring that cop, But then there's people like Taff who are on the server on there, and they are brilliant at what they do. They get emotional. They get far too into the characters a little bit too much, like on the emotional side. On my type of stream, I think it's just to make it creative. I think obviously my lights flashing and all things like that. So I've not changed what the lights do anymore. Like it's, it's that it's just keeping that refresh content in that type of way. And I think the reason your streams work really well, Kevin. This this is this, we've almost just started a discussion on that. Is because it's that simple. And it's nice. And there's that flowing chat that you have. And you address the chat. You address every single member in the chat by their name and that type of way. And that's why your community is so good. And it's so unique as well. And it's almost your level of understanding on technology and the limitations that you have with what you stream with as well. But it works as well. 'Cause not many people like like I said, I've got all these fancy things. I've got one, two, three, four screens in front of me. I've got a stream deck, I've got various other things. Lots of money that I've wasted from what I've earned on myself to make this all great, but it's I don't know. There's there's there comes a point and I think I need to understand where I need to go. Maybe it's just a refresher things, maybe it's just a refresher myself. I don't know, it's that type of way. Uh yeah. It's I'll have a big think about it, and I think Mm. it will be a big think about it. Like I said, I'm not going to stop pressing go live, but I think it's just as how the the stream evolves and how I evolve and how I use the momentum of things like this podcast, the momentum of things like the playoffs as well, just to build that community a little bit more.
1: And, and uh, just just as my personality type is a little bit competitive and a little bit imposter syndrome, what it also is is ultra positive as much as it can be and always half glass yeah. full. And I will tell you the same that I've been telling Rich over the last few weeks in jest sometimes. I even did it in Tony Jameson's chat the other night because Tony was doing it as well. I'm not having this self-deprecation depra- stuff you two can uh, achieve anything that you want to achieve but you've got to want to achieve it and if you do and you figure out what it is you want to achieve then you can because you're both really really great at what you do so blim and well pull your fingers out and go and do it sorted thanks <laughs> well, we <have> <laughs> i really do genuinely believe that I, you know there are a lot of people in this community that spend all of their time looking at everybody else Uh, In ways that we've talked a little bit about today of us doing it ourselves in, in certain ways, but looking at numbers of other people, looking at the success of other people, looking at the involvement of other people, and they forget to look inwards in themselves and figure out what it is I want to do and why do I want to do it. everything i'm currently going through a battle with my weight because i've always had a battle with my weight and the only way that i'm ever gonna make it so i'm not having a battle with my weight is if i win the mental battle because that's all it is it's not about the amount of food i put in or out it's about wanting it to be something different it's the same with anybody if you've got a thing you want to do do it because you can and it's all in your court
0: (laughs) 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 That's why we've got Kev on the podcast. Um, Everybody, I've said this before, everybody needs a Kev in their lives. Um, And the beauty of Kev is that you can, because he's readily available to everybody. Um, Generally speaking, five days a week, every afternoon. Um, I can't think of a better way to spend two or three hours of my day. Um, Thank you for that, mate. That That was lovely. That was really 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 nice i wasn't sure where this conversation was going not in the not in the not that i thought it was going still to that, not. Like, <laughs> dark path. but that was that was that was wonderful um i yeah i think i think we can all do it i think just just deciding what it is you want to do and then just sometimes just identifying the first step in how to get there is enough um so i think you know i, I for one could definitely do with being a little bit more introspective sometimes um you know just trying to figure out what it is, you know, again, I'm chunky again, what is it that I do? What is it that I want to do? Um, because sometimes, again, for me, like you said, Kev, sometimes just sitting there and pressing go live is enough. And I have a wonderful time. Uh, other days, it fills me with just existential dread, and I don't want to do it. And it's, it's, and doing it is great fun. And I think I'm now at the stage where I need to start making some decisions and deciding what it is that I, I would like to do. Next, because at least in terms of you know learning the, the the tech side of things, and let's be honest, if you've watched my stream, it's not particularly highbrow. It's not particularly exciting in terms of technology and what happens on the stream. Very much like you, Kev, there's a just chatting page and there's a gameplay page, and that's generally speaking, that's about it. um You know, I'd like to make improvements to that. You know, I've I've done things. I've bought a stream deck, haven't plugged it in for a week and a half because I don't know what I'm doing, and the concept of learning a new thing terrifies me. And then I'll plug it in and I'll learn it and it'll be really, really easy. And I will learn nothing from that experience uh, because that's who I am as a person, but you know, it's, it's making those decisions deciding, just having a little think about what it is you'd like to be achieving. And in my case, a lot of the time, just picking that first thing that you can do on that road to achieving that is sometimes that's just enough. That's enough of a catalyst. So, Hey, check back in with me in a few weeks, Kev, and I'll press a button. (laughs) <laughs> and it might make them a sound effect may occur and that will prove that i've learned a new thing and i've done something to try and improve myself <sighs> thanks for that boys that was lovely that was really 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 nice um, i mean we've we've been recording for a little while now so i think i think we we're, we're nearly nearly there but before we start to wrap things up properly uh, we've got a couple of very quick announcements to make a couple of things that we need to talk about um, we'll go in we'll go in chronological order We'll go in calendar order because this episode will be, if you're listening to this publicly, this episode will be coming out on the 28th of February. If you're on the Patreon on the 27th. Um, so on the 5th of March, which is from the day of recording, a week today on the 5th of March, uh, we're delighted to be able to announce the return of uh, FMT. FMT versus the community the wonderful community draft we did it uh we did it about six weeks ago the last one uh can't remember who won uh, but i don't really think it matters um <laughs> I, I can I, I think, yeah I, I can absolutely remember i don't i don't like to say career highlight but it's definitely definitely up there um community do better um if you're gonna let me win draft competitions <laughs> i think something needs to happen um, i need knocking off my perch so we are looking, if you would like to take part in the next FMT versus the community on the 5th of March, um, let us know, get in touch with us on our Twitter, get on the discord, um, drop a comment underneath this video. If you're watching on YouTube, get in touch with us in some capacity and you are in, it's not ranked. It's there for fun. It's a fun community event. We had a great time, uh, during the last one, uh, if you need a little bit of an extra nudge just to maybe get a little bit, bit, bit you know, just, just, to, just to get you in, get your foot over the threshold, we're going to be using the Mad Scientist's 9899 database as well. So we be going retro. So that's going to be great fun. Uh, I'm really, really excited about it. So if you would like to take part, drop some message and, and you're in. You don't have to stream it. You don't have to do, there is no obligation to do anything with it. You can just sit there in your pants. And uh, with your laptop on your lap, doing it that way. I mean, I wish I could, uh, but, you know, I will be streaming it because I'll be hosting it and I'm not allowed to sit here in my pants. Uh, I've been told by lots and lots and lots of people not to do that. So, yeah, if you want to come and take part in that, please do. Um, And also, the day after, the day after, so on the 6th of March, um, fellas, do you remember that network save that we started ages ago? And then uh, then took a, a, a little break from, which turned into a slightly longer break. Uh, so, one of us i'm sure was near or at the top of the premier league when we pressed pause on it so uh, oh yeah that was me, <laughs> it, was me. it really <laughs> it wasn't was just, me yeah. <laughs> yeah couldn't sell huang was... yi chan but was doing really really well in every other aspect of the game
2: it was it was this week when we were in the finger draft and somebody drafted Liam Cooper. I was like, oh, why did I really want Liam? And then I remembered I bought him for Wolves. I was like, why did I buy him for? I remember he was injured. He was like really badly injured, and
1: I bought. I spent like thirteen million on him. But there we are. Just remember, <laughs> so- gents, since the last time we played the network game, there's been an FM23 update. I'm coming for you. I'm not going to be at the bottom <laughs> of the table for long. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, So we, we, we're we back. We are coming back 6th of March, Monday, the 6th of March, Monday evening. We will be back. The network save will be back. I will be trying to refresh myself with uh, what whatever I was trying to do at Leicester City. I've got a horrible feeling I'm going to load up that stream and just have a small panic attack uh, because I've made mistakes. Uh, Kev's at Brighton. Jeb is at Wolves. There may be, and I don't want to make any definites, but there may be a bit of a special guest joining us. We are working on that. We'll see what we can do. But worst case scenario, i say worst case, it's still a pretty great scenario. The three of us are going to hang out. We're going to play some football manager, uh, and we're going to continue with our season. I mean, starting starting with, I believe, a transfer deadline day. That's snuck up on us. It snuck up on us. So if you want to come and hang out with us while we do that, um, we would appreciate it. You are more than welcome to. If you don't want to, I'm not your dad. I can't make you. <laughs> um, I am somebody's dad and he's downstairs, so I'm going to go and uh, find out what he's been doing on Minecraft, because if you noticed a little edit in the middle of this podcast, it's because a seven-year-old walked in wanting to show me what he's built, so I'm going to go and uh, have a look at that shortly. I'm his dad, so I can tell him what to do. The rest of you, do whatever you want. Don't eat your vegetables. Go to bed whenever you like. Can't make you do anything. Um, so yeah, go to bed early. Just, just just based <laughs> just go, off that. Yeah, try to go to, to bed just, early. Man. Just try to um, go to bed early. Yeah, I went to bed really early last night. I thought I was going to bed really really late. No, it was like quarter to ten. I was done. I was done. Which is weird for a twenty four year old to be that tired on a Saturday night. Yet here we are. <laughs> here we are. What a strange set of circumstances we find ourselves in, uh fellas. I don't know about the two of you, but I reckon. Uh, I reckon that's a podcast.
1: No, I disagree. I think we could go for at least another three hours. No? Oh. Okay, fair enough. No, that is that is a podcast, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm busy that day. Soz, Kev. Soz. Um, right then, so uh, as as is now tradition, as is tradition um, at the end of the stream, we we like to take a a, a minute to do, do a bit of plug-in. Plug yourselves, plug whoever you like. Jeb, we'll start with you this week. Um, where would you like people to, uh, to divert their attention to over the next uh, seven days?
2: Uh, twitch.tv forward slash I've said it on here, so I'll be streaming Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday afternoon. Actually I've got the house to myself. I might be streaming more next week. Who knows? Let's see. Let's see what cash lets me do. <laughs> that's that's a cat. That's a cat. That's not, not like not money finances. wise. Yeah, yeah, not, not finances. Not like I d I don't know if the, the meter will stay on God or on the cash payment It's okay, we're alright on that side of things.
0: Yeah, little known fact about Jebaru, before he starts streaming, he has to call his bank manager just every single time. Just every, every single time. It's, it's a whole process. It is a whole process. Uh, Kev, what about you, friend? Where can the people find you or things that you would like people to watch?
1: You can find me still in Romania. Oh, yeah. Oh, at um, <laughs> the United City FM, both on Twitter and Twitch. I'm on Twitch every weekday afternoon, 3 till 5 p.m. You're very, very welcome to come and join us and watch me. Find the route out of Romania, I hope.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Looking forward to experiencing that. Uh, and finally, if you want to come and hang out with me, please feel free to do so. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Rich Owens FM. Uh, still having a, a joyous time uh, in the past with Inter Milan uh, and Ronaldo, who is even more broken than we talked about last week on the podcast. Uh, he's an absolute joy to be around. And also, as it turns out, just uh, just a chat full of trivia. Um, I don't know how that's happened, but it's been a thing recently. It's been a thing. Uh, the fact that I thought, here's a question that will get loads, that, you know, a good two hours of thinking. Uh, name Leicester City's entire um, Premier League winning squad. Took them about 20 minutes. I, it's <laughs> furious. Absolutely furious. But come come hang out with us. We, we have a lovely old time, as, as the three of us do. Um, come spend a bit of time with us. Uh, we'd love to have you in. Um, that then, That then wraps up another wonderful installment of football manager therapy i've had a great time i hope you've all had a great time listening um thank you very much for spending a little bit of time with us we massively appreciate you uh we will see you very very soon on the next episode and until then take care love you lots bye